MIT suggests that for every 50 minutes of work, you need a 10-minute break. So here is your weekly 10-minute podcast of grade A procrastination material to tide you over to your next 50 minutes. My name is Sean Buck, and welcome to Podcrastination. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Uh, Sean here. Uh, Sorry that we didn't make an episode last week. Uh, Abby and I were at a wedding for our friends Thaddeus and Amanda. They had an amazing, amazing wedding, and we loved them so much, and so we want to dedicate this episode to them um, and also blame them for why we didn't make an episode last week. But we're here this week. Um, This is my last uh, episode in America, going back tomorrow um, after the day after recording this. Uh, to South Africa, so all the episodes will be coming from there. But yeah, let's get started, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. I don't know if you guys know this, but Mike Tyson, a.k.a. Iron Mike, is insane. He's a a boxer from the 1980s to early 2000s, and um, yeah, he's an insane person. I'm a little concerned that he's still walking around in society, to be honest. He has done a lot to earn the nickname, the baddest man on the planet. There's a lot of things that he's done that I can't talk about on this show, but I did want to talk about one of them that comes from this quote of his. I paid a worker at New York Zoo to reopen it just for me and Robin, his wife. When we got to the gorilla cage, there was one big silverback gorilla there, just bullying all the other gorillas. They were so powerful, but their eyes were like an innocent infant. I offered the attendant $10,000 to open the cage and let me smash the silverback's snot box. He declined. Okay, first things first. Who says snot box? Apparently that just means nose? I don't know. Um, But second, after reading about all the things that Mike Tyson has done, I don't think that this is a lie or that he wouldn't have gone into that gorilla cage if given the chance. Um, when I was growing up, I used to watch a show where it would take, um, it was kind of a scenario show about fighting of if X versus Y, then this is how it would play out. And so they'd do like ninjas versus Spartans, etc., etc. Um, so I want to do that with Mike Tyson and a gorilla and compare their stats and, and try and play out that scenario. So first off, Mike Tyson in his prime was about 218 pounds, which is hefty for sure. Um, a gorilla, on average, is 365 pounds, so a lot a lot more weight there. Mike Tyson has about a 5'11 reach, that's like his wingspan, so um, in, his, in his boxing, that was his reach, about 5'11. A gorilla has an 8-foot reach, so um, I think the gorilla is winning on that one. Mike Tyson can bench press probably about 300 plus pounds, whereas a gorilla can bench press about 4,600 pounds. Um, so a lot more strength from that gorilla for sure. And I know that Mike Tyson bit through Evander Holyfield's ear, so definitely has sharp teeth. But a gorilla has twice the bite strength of a great white shark. So I think he's winning on that um, that as well. And then the human's top speed is 27 miles per hour, which was set by Usain Bolt. But a gorilla's average speed is about 22 miles per hour, so it can definitely reach... Um, higher than that and would outrun Mike Tyson. So this is how I think the scenario plays out. Mike Tyson goes straight in to get a good punch on the gorilla. This affects the gorilla not at all. The gorilla then punches and breaks every bone Mike Tyson has ever had. Gorilla then bites through Mike Tyson's arm to make sure the fight is over. Winner, gorilla. 
No chance, Mike Tyson. No chance. Have you ever been walking around in your pajama sweatpants and thought, I don't want to wear a sweatshirt, but I do need something that's more than just pants? Well, have I got the product for you. Swoveralls. They're sweatpants in the form of overalls. They're amazing. This is a, a Kickstarter campaign that started earlier this month, and at the time of me recording this, it has about three days left on the Kickstarter, and you can go purchase a pair for the early bird price of $59. The real retail price will be $95, which does seem like a lot, so I would definitely go in the next three days and try and buy them. Um, if anybody wants to buy me one, please do. Uh, they have raised so far $66,000, which is blasted over their $10,000 goal. Um, I don't know exactly why I need these, but I really feel that I do. You know, they have the comfortability of sweatpants, really durable hardware, and the buckles, and the buttons on the sides, and so they have an outside pocket, but they also have an inside pocket for, like, your valuables. So here's where I see these really coming in for me. First off, long flights. You're on that long flight, you want something comfortable, but you need, you know, some coverage and just having some good utility overalls on would be great. And that inside pocket. I think keeping your passport and like your valuable stuff in that inside pocket in the flap seems like the best thing. Um, the second scenario I can see me really using those are bacon cooking. Because like you wake up in the morning, you're like, I don't want to put on a shirt but I already have my overalls on, and so you're, you know, you're protecting your, ch your chest from getting those uh, grease burns. So I think bacon cooking would be key. So I'm all about it. Um, I may say this for all of the products that I talk about on this show, but if someone wants to buy me one, I really wouldn't mind. The other day I stumbled upon a GIF of the World Record High Dive by Rick Charles. This high dive happened in 1983 at SeaWorld San Diego. Uh, there were five different people that dove that day, and Rick Charles was the very last one. Four out of the five people dove at 172 feet, and then Rick Charles went. He dove at 172 feet and three-fourths of an inch, making it the highest dive a person has made without injuring themselves, which seems like a little bit of an annoying move that he went three-fourths of an inch higher, and he gets the record. But anyways, um, watching this video, this GIF, is pretty harrowing. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it, it starts on a kind of close-up of him on this platform, 172 feet in the air, and then it just starts to zoom out. And so you get the full picture of how freaking tall um, this platform was. Yeah, then you watch him leap off of the, of the platform, and he does a flip in the air, and then to get himself upright, he's flapping his arms and, and lands kind of on his feet to go into the water and then comes out. I mean, it is, whew, I am not afraid of heights, but it is definitely scary. There have since been attempts to break the record, but people have either broken their back or, or fractured their legs. Um, but there's another kind of high diving that is even more interesting to me. It's called shallow diving, and this is monitored by the Guinness Book of World Records. So it has to be a basically a kiddie pool that is 6 by 13 feet, which is like roughly the size of a car. And it has to be a little less than 12 inches deep. So you're basically jumping off this platform into super shallow water. 
So the world record right now is set by none other than Professor Splash at 38 feet, which is about a four-story building. And he's jumping into 12 inches of water. I want to make sure you remember that. He has broken this record 20 different times. And every time when I've watched a video of him breaking the record, he does a whole routine. So first off, he starts by shooting his arm up into the air and, and lining himself up with the pool because he can't go any to the left, any to the right, or too far forward, or he will just hit ground. So he lines himself up. And then once he's lined up, he then prepares for the jump. He pushes off and does the worst belly flop. It has to hurt. Then he lays there for a couple seconds that make you a little bit nervous, just dead man pose in the water. And all of a sudden he hops up super fast and throws his hands up in the air in celebration. And everyone cheers and it's insane. And then next he gets interviewed by somebody and he always has the goofiest smile on his face. You really need to watch these videos. You just have to love Professor Splash. I can't figure out, though, if he is a weird college professor or like a supervillain or if he's just slammed his head into the water a few too many times. Who's to say? This episode was hosted by Sean Buck, produced by Abby Welch, with music by Chase Barwick. This is actually paraphrased from Louis Samperini, who is actually the focus of Unbroken. Um, and his quote is, one moment of pain is worth a lifetime of glory. So just go through that pain of getting done the one thing you need to get done today, and then feel the glory of accomplishment for a lifetime. So go ahead and get back to work.